Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your host navigates through the twisting, turning, but never boring world five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, coming to you on a Thursday, June 4th. Uh, quarantine edition once again. I'm your host, Josh Guessman. Uh, a crazy, crazy week. Uh, lots of things. If you're looking at the soccer side of things, which is what we'll be mostly focusing on, it's some good news. Uh, a CBA has been ratified. The LA Galaxy and the rest of MLS's 26 teams will get back to play, starting with an Orlando tournament. So we're going to talk a little bit about that CBA. It's not just passed, it's ratified, and that's an important distinction uh, to make. Uh, we're also obviously going to be focusing on uh, a lot of the uh, interest around uh, Tia Katai, uh, Alexander Katai's wife, uh, and what has happened with that situation. And if we keep our fingers crossed and everything is good, uh, we may even have some breaking news for you whenever that uh, comes out. Uh, so a lot of uh, interesting, not so fun topics, but some fun topics as well. Soccer's almost back. And to, uh, to help me get through all of it, the hammer himself, Mr. Eric, the Portuguese hammer. How's it going, buddy? It's going all right. Uh, everything going on this week, it seems like there are probably more important things uh, to focus our attention on. But, um, you know, with everything going on, I think, uh, and news to be shared, you know, I, I'm hopefully this can provide a distraction, but it's not to diminish anything else that's going on in the outside world right now. So I just want to, you know, put that out there that, you know, mine could be elsewhere, but this is uh, going to be a nice little distraction to get away from uh, some of the things that are out there right now. Yeah, I mean, as you said, there, there's uh, there's a, a ton of civil unrest around the world, which is uh, an amazing sort of thing to think about how uh, a movement has swept around the world and uh, and it continues to uh, to show uh, in in mostly peaceful protests uh, around the world. Um, you know, w- I'm sure we're going to end up touching on some of that because obviously some of yeah. our news around Alexander Katai and everything is that. is gonna is going to lead us into that. Um, but as far as the MLS side and the MLS news, there is good news, um, you know, from that point of thing. Uh, we'll, we'll quote Dennis DeCloso once again. Uh, the most important thing of the least important things is soccer. Um, so we're going to talk about the most important, least important thing uh, to start this off. So, um, you know, with all that said, and and certainly, and I should I should even warn people, if they hear a helicopter circling over my house, uh, I have a protest going on about a half a block down the road from me uh, right now uh, in Costa Mesa. So, uh, you know, I would expect that it might get a little loud in here. That happens sometimes. But, um, you know, we're going to we're going to keep going. And like I said, um, I'll tell you right now, I'm expecting breaking news during the show um, as we're waiting. Now, if that may not happen. And if not, we're going to give you our best job to sort of tell you what we think is going to happen um, as uh, as the L.A. Galaxy react to this Tia Katai thing. So uh, a bunch of crazy stuff sort of going on. If you'll remember, though, uh, we like to start where the L.A. Galaxy would have been. They would have actually been playing a game this weekend, Eric, which would have been crazy because I think May had six or seven games uh, that they would have played. And this would have been their first like off week coming up. They wouldn't have been playing. The first game to be played uh, next is actually a really interesting one. I covered this on Monday night, and if you missed it, uh, Chris Tucker was on uh, from the LA Riot Squad, and he's he's a good friend of mine. We we had a blast. He he did what I expected him to do, which is take over the show and take us on tangents and have a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff. And he was great. So if you missed Monday yeah. night, you want to check that out. It was it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but I talked about this. There's technically, if you go to the schedule right now, Eric, there's no more postponed games on the LA Galaxy schedule now. 
that's not going to stand. It's going to go away. Um, but if you looked at it, and that certainly was the case on Monday whenever I screenshotted it and put it on here, uh, it says Saturday, June 13th, the LA Galaxy will be playing, uh, will be hosting the San Jose Earthquakes on uh, Unamas. Um, and that's what it says. It doesn't say postponed next to it. It says that it's going to happen, and that's what it is. Now, it's not, but <laughs> well, it, at least we ran out of postponed games. Well, it, it's funny. As you were saying that, I actually pulled up the website. I clicked on the ticket buttons. I can get a couple seats in Section 142 for 49 bucks a piece. So uh, apparently, you're, you're all access tickets, yeah, and you, you <laughs> they, they can accept it. So, yeah, nothing's been postponed yet. So that is interesting uh, that that hasn't been updated yet, especially with the news that came out this week uh, about the agreement. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, so, again, it's just interesting. So the June games would have been June 13th, uh, hosting the San Jose Earthquakes away to Sporting Kansas City on June 17th, Wednesday, midweek game. Then would have come back on Sunday, hosting the Seattle Sounders and then away to the San Jose Earthquakes at Stanford Stadium, because, of course, they would never want to play in their not named stadium anymore. Um, they would want to play at the bigger stadium where they can cash in on all the LA Galaxy fans who head on up there. So yeah, that would have been. I was going to say it's unfortunate, too, because there are other stadiums on the airport tarmac. So you basically just fly right into their stadium. So they make the Galaxy drive a little extra, which is unfortunate. I mean, you know, as as a guy who's seen some other stadiums, it's because it sits on the airport and I'm an airplane nerd, (laughs) which everybody knows airplane nerd. I I do enjoy that the press box looks at the arrivals that come in. So you get to watch planes land as you get to watch soccer. It's not the worst thing in the world, Um, but the Galaxy never play there. They play at Stanford Stadium, which I do not like at all. Um, so there's completely different sort of things. Uh, so it looks like, uh, some good news and, and everybody sort of saw this coming. Um, although it seemed like at first and on Monday night, we certainly had talked about how the owners were going to lock out the players and it was going to be done at Tuesday at noon. And then sometime late Monday night, they basically extended the lockout until Wednesday at noon, um, which should have been the first sign of the MLS owners walking back their ridiculous threat. Um, everybody had been negotiating in good faith and things were moving forward. And all of a sudden the owners just were like, no, we're going to lock you out. I mean, it was a quick turn. And if you've read any of the articles in the athletic or anything around that damaged a whole bunch of things by the owners threatening to lock everybody out, um, you know, during a, a pandemic. So threatened to take away their pay, threatened to take away their health care, um, you know, take, threatened to take away the things that they needed during a global pandemic. The owners threatened to do that. And the players now understand that. And I think are are going to hold on to that for for maybe the next ten or fifteen years. It certainly had a ripple. Yeah. And I think uh, when you look back at it now, hindsight being twenty twenty, you say, well, that was obviously a negotiation tactic to try to get the players to uh, come up on on whatever uh, concessions they wanted them to make. But at the time that the article was written, it seemed like it was a hard deadline. It seemed like it was a final offer and it seemed pretty cold and it was a bad look, especially given that, uh, you know, in a lot of those articles, a lot of those write-ups, it mentioned no other sports league was trying to insert that clause or to, you know, insert language where it was going to take away pay uh, if it affected the attendance. So it seemed like it was a really bad look for MLS. Obviously, looking back, it seems like it was just a negotiation tactic uh, to get them where they wanted to go. But at the same time, you're right. This is something that's not going to be forgotten. No other sports league did it. And and when you think of you, you need the good press, you need to grow the league. Yes, the league's been around 25 years, but you still want to progress it. And to have these things happen uh, and to have players treated this way, that's not something – it's something that not only the players notice, it's something that fans notice as well because you're – diehard season ticket holding LA Galaxy or MLS fan 
probably pays attention to some of this stuff. And and they may. I know there were a lot of people who were who were saying if 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 they lock the players out at, in the pandemic, that that's a final straw for me, and I'm walking away from season tickets and probably not supporting the league. So I'm glad they were able to work things out. But it really it really was a, a bad luck for the league. Yeah, it, it was. Um, and the softening of it came so quickly that it had to have been. I mean. First of all, I don't know whose idea it was that they were going to go and suddenly strong arm everybody and that that was going to be a good look for, you know, the PR, the public relations side. And, you know, we had talked on Monday night about how you were looking at MLS to really take advantage of this situation to be the better sort of team that you would are to be the better league around the world to be the financially stable league and listen it's very clear Don Garber came out and said that the MLS will take a one billion dollar hit uh, because of COVID-19 because of the pandemic now um, we'd always I, I think the first as soon as he said that somebody said show me the books Don let's see let's see this billion dollars that you're losing you know the whole deal and you know with gonna, MLS you know what, the reaction after that is MLS has a billion dollars yeah, like to lose. I didn't know that's they had awesome. a billion to lose. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, you're talking about a bunch of you know multi, at least hundred millionaires, and then there's some billionaires that are thrown in there as well. So you know somebody's got a billion dollars to lose. Absolutely, you they could pass the hat around and make it happen. Um, but for the most part, you know MLS seems to be in a fairly financial or a, a financially stable situation during this, and we talked about how that could be used to their advantage. So we were really just plugging MLS up. We were pushing them up. Woohoo! yeah, MLS, go get them. And look, everybody's negotiating right Oh, and Major League Soccer's going to be one of the first teams back, and blah, 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 blah. The, NW, the NWSL came back first, by the way, just if everybody wants to really pay attention. They agreed on everything first. Um, and then I think the NBA did it a little bit ahead of uh, MLS, but MLS did agree. Um, and it's interesting to see this this get walked back and then get passed very quickly. Now, as soon as the threat of the lockout came, Eric, there was no training for the players. They didn't train on Monday. They didn't train on Tuesday. They did not train on Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday morning, they approved the latest return to play uh, plan uh, that negotiated with MLS and MLSPA, uh, MLSPA, the Players Association. Um, and that time frame and everything, that was that was good news on Wednesday morning that the league was coming back, um, that they had reached all of these, these different things that sort of had... And we've talked about them a lot, but we kind of have some... Thanks to the athletic, we kind of have some final numbers that ended up coming out of this. So uh, we're going to talk about that and sort of what this means. Uh, one, it means that there's a summer tournament that's going to happen in Orlando. Now, the last I heard was it's going to be in Orlando. Um, there was time at once. I think uh, Seattle, who, who's the uh, GM up at uh, up at Seattle? Uh, it was the guy who was over at RSL. And yeah, I don't know. It's okay. It's fine. Um, I'll, somebody in the chat room will once again remind me. I was literally <laughs> talking about the guy today. So... Um, but you know, there was, there was rumors, I think out of Seattle that, that Orlando was one of the tournament sites that it could possibly be. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, our, 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 our board tech here is uh, Russ. Yeah. Logger way. That's who it is. Although Russell Wilson and, and, and Sierra were also, uh, question marks on that one. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say Drew Drew Carey was not the correct answer there. The price was Drew Carey was not the price. Now, bump, bump, bump. I wish I had that, that fail. That's what we Uh, need. I was on, I was on the prices, right? Where have you ever been on the prices, right? I have not. It's bucket listing. Yeah, for sure. I have not been. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit of a slog to get on a, on a TV show. I mean, 
it's a it's a ridiculously long day, especially if you're in college with a bunch of your like college fraternity mates, oh, yeah. and you decided Field to drive trip. across the desert. Yeah, it was it was it wasn't the smartest thing we've ever done. That's for sure. Anyway, uh, yeah, I was I was not picked to go up, but I was in the audience, and one person from our group did get picked to go up and didn't win anything. So that was lots of fun. Nice. Anyway, good time. Side tangent. Let's get back. Um, if anyone, so anyway, uh, this is, just you know, while we're on the topic, if anyone works at Wheel of Fortune, that's the ultimate bucket list for me. I want to go on Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> I want to spin the wheel, but that, <laughs> not, I feel not like Jeopardy. that's, that, yeah, not a Jeopardy guy. Yeah. Yeah. Wheel, wheel of fortune is, is definitely a, you know, not to be too punny here, but it's in my wheelhouse. So if anyone's it's listening it's out it's there and it could point me in the right direction. You just want to meet Vanna, right? Because, I mean, I've been watching <laughs> Vanna for however that's many awesome. long. Yeah, that makes some sense. Yeah, I understand. All right. Um, tangent. No, so. Yeah, we're, we're back. Here we go. CBA ratified. Uh, so that summer tournament in Orlando, it still sounds like it's going to be an Orlando area tournament. It's going to be three group games, as we've talked about, and then uh, there's going to be a knockout round. So that part seems there. Let's talk about some of the details of it. The players will take a 5% pay cut, which is interesting because I think one time we were told it was anywhere between an 8.75 and a 7.5 um, pay cut, and it says 5% pay cut for the remainder of the 2020 season. Uh Teams and individual bonuses will come out of a $5 million pool. So they reduced the amount of money that was available for those teams, uh, for those team and individual bonuses. Um, and $1 million of that $5 million is carved out for the Orlando tournament. So are they going to like be handing out prizes? Like whenever you, you scored a goal, congratulations, you get $500. You know, is that, is that how yeah. it's kind of like my dad, whenever I was younger and he was like, Hey, I'll give you five bucks if you score a goal. Well, we know that, uh, you know, with some of the players who have come through the galaxy, they've had incentives where they, if they score a certain number of goals, and I'm sure that's what those bonus incentives would be, but that's over the course of a full season. So I don't know how they work that out, if there's a percentage that's adjusted because of the tournament or, or amount of games played, or if it's just, you know, the contract says if you score more than 10 goals, you know, you get you get your bonus. And so that's a short amount of time to try to, to, to insert that. The article that I read did say that it was a salary cut of seven seven and a half percent that isn't right. retroactive and it kicks in after the May thirty first payroll period. So I heard it was a little bit more, but it's in the in the neighborhood. Right, right. It's right there. And I also thought it was seven and a half percent. I thought it was interesting the athletic had at five percent. Um, you know, Paul Tenorio, Sam Shadeshko had been pretty much on top of most of this. Um, and so it, who knows? It's somewhere in that neighborhood, like yeah. you said, it's close. Um, so that that seems like uh, where it's going. The the other interesting part about this is all previously agreed to terms of the last CBA have been pushed to twenty twenty one. So they're extending um, they're extending now into this uh, this next year. So nothing's happening right now. It's going out, um, and they're pushing it just another year. Um, and now it will go in and take place in uh, in 2022. So the 2021 increases take place in 2022. The 2020 increases take place in 2021. And the CBA that was supposed to expire in 2024 will now expire in 2025, which all made sense. But at one point, that was a hang-up where MLS was like, no, 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 we just want to run the next the, fir- the first four years of the CBA and then we'll renegotiate um, for 2025. So now instead they basically moved the CBA by a year, which is going to be interesting because when you go back and look when CBAs were signed, it's going to be five years, five years, five years, and then all of a sudden there's going to be like six years and you're, everybody's yeah. going to be like, what happened then? And you're going to sit yeah. your son down and say, let me tell you a story. <laughs> Listen, I think only your son is going to be the one who gets downloaded on the MLSPA uh, bargaining tactics and, and agreement uh, of 2020. I think you, you, that you might be the only one telling that story, but you, you, you know, you'll he's, have he's those facts. Go to school. 
he's going to go to school and be like, did you know that the cap for the max budget charge for MLS in 2020 is $612,500? And they're and he's probably going to get beat up. Yeah. That's okay. And he's going to say, Garth Lagerway, Seattle Sounders GM, <laughs> circa 2020. Uh, good is. times. Do you have no, uh, right. in, always good. Did you mention about the TV deal, the broadcast deal that also got bumped and then the percentage got lowered as well. That was one of the terms was when the broadcast rights went up, the players were going to receive a certain percentage of that. And that percentage has now dropped. And then they pushed it to another year before they get that full percentage back. So the, all these little kind of minutia details, that's what they were fighting over. I mean, it seems silly. It was over money, but at the same time, these are their livelihoods. And, and you mentioned that the, the money is going to be there. Someone's going to be paying those broadcast rights. And so for the players putting the product on the field themselves, for them asking to be, have a piece of that and to be made whole, uh, I think that's fair. Yeah, it, it seems uh, it, it seems that way. Everybody again, the the total amount of savings uh, was estimated at over a hundred million dollars by the MLSPA. Um, so if you're looking at the three hundred and thirty, I believe million dollars is the total payroll in MLS per year, um, at least this year, or at least I think that was last year. So who knows what it what it actually is this year because we haven't seen the numbers come out. Um, you know that three hundred and thirty that you saw, it, it's about a third. It's a little less than a third, but it, it's right in that one third ratio of of savings. Uh, which probably makes sense because it seems like the players are probably only going to play, you know, at most, I think, two thirds of the games that are available out yeah. there right now. Um, if you remember, we talked about it, but basically 41 percent of the games have already been missed or postponed. Um, and that means that less than six percent, only two games have actually been played for the L.A. Galaxy. So um, there's a lot to make up right now. Uh, the other big thing that we talked about and on a Monday, we actually talked about the definition of force majeure, um, which is a clause that was, has been inserted into the CBA. And like I said, if you deal with contracts at all, which in my uh, my no, my real job, I deal with contracts all the time. So I'm used to seeing these clauses in insurance and everything else that you see. But basically, acts of God, um, it, it really and, and a pandemic, by the way, would be an act of God. That would be one of those things that you would uh, you would certainly see, by the way riots also an act of god um so you were we're right in the middle of two acts of god happening at the same time god's busy apparently yeah yeah and, and, and the one thing that always makes me think of it is force majeure and pandemic those sound like great band names you know so when we talk about ag putting on concerts like force majeure you know 80s metal yeah. band will be performing it, so i don't it, know it just that like always a, has a great ring to it yeah force majeure they're they're, they're a french alt rock that's what it is. That's I, I think I think that's what I would go with. Uh, so yeah, it was. Uh, but basically, that force majeure clause has been inserted into the CBA. Um, it was modeled after the NBA CBA, so that means it's no longer tied to attendance figures. And that was the big deal. Basically, MLS was saying, hey, if five teams have a drop in attendance of twenty five percent or more, then we get to we get to say that that's a force majeure. And it's like, and everybody's like, no, nah, that doesn't work. And so they actually just yeah. sort of left it open ended, which is. More, it's actually more vague, but in its vagueness, it makes it harder to enact. Um, so that's sort of what it was, because that force majeure basically allows everybody to say, oh, you know the CBA? Yeah, well, we're throwing that out. We can't work with that. So now we have to come up with new terms and how everything uh, wants to come in uh, for that goes. So um, that was the big deal. The other sort of little twist on this is a sort of progression into how the rest of the United States is opening up. And basically, um, a little caveat of this is teams that are able to stay in market to do full team training 
which, by the way, we're going to tell you was just approved by Major League Soccer, um, are able to do full team training, can do so ahead of the Orlando tournament. Teams that are not allowed to do full team training need to go to Orlando sooner prior to the start of tournaments. That way they can actually do full team training before this tournament starts. That's a big um, new sort of caveat because at first the length of the tournament and everything else that was happening, Eric, was sort of under the assumption that that things weren't going to open back up, and that's why you needed more games, more group games, and everything else that was sort of going. Um, so it's interesting uh, that they are allowing that, which means that perhaps the LA Galaxy could be a team that could stay in market, um, and we've sort of talked about that, and they could do their full team training and then head to Orlando before the tournament starts. They don't have to go early. Um, or uh, if if California and the County of Los Angeles decide to be sticklers about it, uh, they'll have to go to Orlando earlier. So that'll be something that we sort of uh, need to watch. But overall, these are these seem to be positives, Eric. Yeah, I think I think this this is a positive. And, you know, back to the training thing, I was reading over uh, the details of the NBA agreement also. And something that they mentioned is if when you Florida has a uh, a law that they've enacted where if you fl- people who are flying in from out of state need to be quarantined for a certain amount of time. So that could be a, a factor as well. So even if uh, teams are allowed to continue their training in their home markets, whatever the regulations are in Florida, if they maintain as they are, that would require a certain amount of time that they'd need to be there before those games can be started and they can be out uh, kind of amongst the people. So that's just an interesting wrinkle as well. Uh, but the bottom line is that there was an agreement made uh, they're going to get to play their games, and it seems like there's going to be a prize as well uh, for that tournament winner. Because that was the other question: what What are we doing this for? You know, you're putting players at risk. Uh, you know, Chris, who was on on Monday, you know, he, he made a great point. Like, what what's what's the point of all of this? And uh, you know, if you if you tie an incentive to it, then now you can you can justify it a little bit. Doesn't make it right. Can you? Uh, can depending you? On, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but at least you have. I mean, you have the carrot. It may not be a, a tasty carrot, but but it's there. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so the the that uh, that carrot, the tasty carrot, as you say, <laughs> is a birth in the CONCACAF Champions League. Um, basically, it's the birth that probably went to the U.S. Open Cup that isn't going to get played this year. It was that birth and they needed to send somebody there. So whoever wins the MLS Orlando tournament, which is going to be this crazy looking, I'm guessing USL like tournament that is going to be have some really bad play. Um, it's going to look weird because it's not going to be in big stadiums. Uh, they're going to be using tight shots. You're probably going to hear players yelling at each other as we've seen in the Bundesliga until Fox decided that they wanted crowd noise. Um, all of those things as you add those together are going to be this thing. And then, you know, guaranteed it's going to be some team that is not considered very good is going to go on and yeah. like win this just like the U S open cup, right? It's yeah. like who focused on it and who didn't. Yeah, FC Cincinnati is going to go on a run with Yap Stam and and be the end up being the champion here. That, that that's what it's lined up to be, something like that. Someone who just gets all the right bounces on the right field without without the crowd being a factor. Uh, I, I could see that happening as well. But but like you said, the with the U.S. Open Cup not being a thing, this essentially uh, takes that spot, which I, I'm fine with. If you're going to have a tournament and some games to be played, I, I'm fine with with making that happen because right now everything's. Uh, we're we're living in the upside down right now, so you just you have to take what you can. Yeah, it's uh, it, it is, it is what it is. Now, here's the interesting part, and I, I think we've sort of talked about it a little bit, but uh, you know, Florida has reported its its highest number of COVID nineteen cases. 
Listen, there's the total number is 60,000. Listen, the total numbers are kind of BS because that's from like the start of this. And that doesn't mean that they're active and everything else. So you sort of have to parse that out. But the additions per day are a pretty good sign of how rapidly things are spreading and growing. Um, And so that's something to keep an eye on. So yesterday's total was 1317. So 1317. And today it was 1419 cases. Um, So they're on the the rise in Florida. Um, And that's what you didn't want to see. So it was that oh well Orlando and Florida are actually a pretty safe place right now because you know before as they were planning all this and it seems to be getting not less safe um but you you'll remember that this tournament is fully quarantined and I think that's the that's the difference in a lot of this and if you heard uh Dax McCarty was actually on counterattack with uh with Brian Dunseth and I think is it, I think it's Tony Miola I swear to god it is um those guys were talking to Dax and Dax was talking about how the MLSPA actually hired the players actually hired their own infectious disease expert and the guy got on a conference call with all of them and basically answered questions for 2 hours um and he goes listen and the infectious disease expert is like listen you're never going to get 100% safe anything um whenever it comes to this but the way MLS is putting it together I, I think this is going to be about as safe as I can possibly uh, make it or as safe as they could possibly make it. So maybe maybe that's something that uh, that makes some sense. Yeah, I think it, it's interesting. And you're right. Uh, the big thing that a lot of these states and for the average civilian are looking for is you know, a number of new cases. When does when that starts to decline, that's when you can start up opening up those phases. So it is a little bit concerning to see if you are sending players to Orlando and that number's on the rise, uh, you know, are they walking into a trap? But but to your point, and it seems like Dax had that same point uh, with, with that, with the expert on there, it doesn't matter where you hold this tournament. You could hold that tournament, uh, you know, in Florida, in California, in Iowa. It really doesn't matter as long as you're quarantining and taking the steps and taking the safety precautions. That's really what matters. So uh, I think that's that's really the end goal is, is uh, you know, taking the proper precautions, making sure that the players are safe, uh, doing temperature checks, wh- whatever it is to keep them in the right place so it's a safe quarantined area. So whether it's in Florida or the moon or, you know, I, you know, if they're on SpaceX the launch, whatever. Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's gonna. I heard that was a viable option now. We could send uh, MLS tournament next year to the moon. Uh, it, it, it doesn't matter where it's going to be as long as they're taking the proper precautions. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. Uh, it's going to be. Well, and and we also found that an FC Dallas player just tested positive for COVID-19 as well. They won't say who it is. The player is in good health. I love it. I, they said players in good health tested positive <laughs> for COVID-19. People's like, how is that possible? Like, that just means they're asymptomatic, most, more than likely. Yeah. Um, and they, they didn't even know that they were sick. So, I mean, in some ways, some of this testing that MLS is doing is locating cases that you probably wouldn't have located otherwise. Um, so just keep that in mind as you're going around everybody and masks are fun and important. And now we've got like really cool ones. And I got like a Darth Vader one. I think I'm gonna wear tomorrow. I'm excited. This is this is nice. exciting times. You don't have to you have to shave as much. You don't have to brush your teeth as much. I mean, masks. Wow. I think we should just adopt this for the rest for the rest of the, our, our lives. I mean, I'm for uh, it. I'd also like to say take this time that uh, Josh Gessman's views do not represent that of Corner of the Galaxy. <laughs> brush your teeth every day. Use mouthwash, floss. Uh, that is a recommendation. Uh, four out of five ADA uh, dentists recommend it. So again, That's I do not I condone not brushing your teeth. Not in this That's house. That's what I've heard. 
That's what I've heard. All right. Um, <laughs> we talked a little bit about the MLS removing the uh, the full team training or removes the moratorium on full team training. Uh, this has been lifted. Um, it's lifted after being instituted since March 12th. Teams must still turn in health and safety plans through local channels, all that stuff. Galaxy, to the best of my knowledge, have not. Listen, I'm OK. Everybody, this is one of those where we say pay attention to what I'm saying and then we can all figure out what's going. There might be a lot of that today. Pay attention to what I'm saying and we'll, we'll get you to where you need to go without actually telling you where you need to go. The L.A. Galaxy have not been approved for small group training as far as I know. Um, and so as soon as they are, they can start the small group training, which was authorized last week. Now MLS has said full team training has been lifted after being instituted since March 12th. So technically the LA galaxy will be submitting a plan to go from the small group training that they're probably not doing. All right. The small group training and the whole thing, they're probably not doing that. That go to the full team training, um, whenever that happens. Now, you know, there was a big question about whether or not that would ever even, even be allowed Eric, but we heard the governor say that he wanted sports back by June 1st. Basically, he said pro sports can come back by June 1st, which means you'd have to allow people to fully train. So I would imagine they're going to allow for full team training here within the next couple of weeks for the L.A. Galaxy as well. So the small group training that isn't happening. All right. You can take that over and you can you can use that into the full team training and full team training means actual soccer. Now we've actually gotten back to soccer. Craziest thing about full team training, though, Eric, not voluntary mandatory once you have full team training it is mandatory for players to have their training again and and that's why the mlspa uh, agreement is important as well because now uh, they can kind of enact all those things just uh, to further your point as you know is full training allowed do they still need to check all the boxes i think if you if you look outside uh, and you see where uh, authority is being flexed i don't think uh, anyone's going to dignity health sports park to make sure that the galaxy are six feet apart and not passing the ball to each other so uh, that that may maybe not be, maybe the top priority right now uh, as far as uh, making those there's, calls and reporting your complaints. There are so many not important things right now. Yeah. Uh, that's and that's how it goes. This show being probably tops of the of the not important <laughs> things, but we're gonna yeah, we're gonna we keep are. going. I was gonna say uh, it is time to get to uh, the LA Galaxy and the Katai. Um, I guess we could call it situation. Um, and so we're gonna take you back over sort of what happened. Uh, how it happened, um, the statements that have been made, and then uh, I'll, I'll say this, and, and I think this has been happening, and I've been proud for the most part of how civil people have been arguing it. This is one of the most divisive issues I think I have ever seen being discussed by LA Galaxy fans on social media, on Reddit. I mean, the the Facebook post that I had for our article on Corner of the Galaxy that I put up had over, I think, 200 comments before I came on. I mean, that doesn't... Listen, if I get like 15, I'm pretty happy. Okay, so 200. <laughs> um, so it's yeah. it's a significant number. It's it's yeah. a strong, significant interest. Um, when, when you get a heart, it, a heart instead of a thumbs up, that's a big deal. So this is, a, <laughs> this is amplified quite a bit. It, it, it is. And so um, and I'll say, you know, on Reddit, people were like, hey, I'm going to take the opposite view here. And usually on Reddit, that gets down votes. It got up votes and it got up votes because I think this is a, a really difficult situation. But when you're looking at it through a certain lens, maybe it's not difficult at all. So 
Um, let's see what we have here. This is what happened. Um, Tia Katai, uh, that's Alexander Katai's wife, um, Instagrammed some racially charged stories. Uh, if you've seen pictures of that, if you haven't seen pictures of it, we have them, I think, on Corner of the Galaxy. You can see them. Plus, there were more on there that I didn't even put in. But, you know, at one, basically, she was uh, she was uh, being, how do I say, positive of the fact that an NYPD uh, SUV tried to run over protesters and, in fact, did kind of run over some protesters, yeah. um, if and you've the, seen and, that. And applauding it and encouraging it. Yeah, yeah, yeah and again, exactly. This wasn't uh, a direct post. This was in her Instagram story as well. I think that needs to be – that's part of the detail as well. Yeah, yeah, it is. Instagram story, you're right, um, is on there. Um, there were some other things. Apparently in one other story she called, um, you know, uh, black protesters cattle. Um, so it's very not nice things. And, and you know, yeah. technically one of the things that if you translate it from Serbian is, is some swear words. Again, you know, we we keep it pretty PG here um, how it goes. Yeah. Listen, they, nobody's going to sit there, I think, and defend any of those things and say, oh, those are great. That's not the argument here uh, yeah. at, at all. Um, that's that's something that I want to mention, that if, if you want you want to be upset at those posts, you should be upset at those posts. They were upsetting. They were offensive. They minimized uh, the movement that's happening right now, and she was rightfully called out um, by the fan base. So I think that's where it goes after this. And like you mentioned, it's devices, divisive, and and you can, it's it's such a murky, murky situation, and especially when you get into legalities, that's where it starts to go. But the posts themselves were rightfully called out, and because they were they were inappropriate and offensive, and 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 we'll we'll move forward to the the next part of the story from there. Yeah. So um, I started seeing social media posts coming up on Twitter, people sort of, you know, touting this. Um, I reached out to the LA Galaxy on Wednesday morning and basically said, hey, this is going to blow up. It's going to be bad. So what are you guys doing about it? And at the time I had texted in to ask for some comments. Um, they said, you know, we're sitting down and actually discussing it right now. So uh, that started early Wednesday morning. I would say, I think like right around 1030 or 1130, like right, right in that area. It had to come out before that. I had seen it and I didn't get a chance to ask about it until about then. So they are just sort of sitting down to make decisions and, and sort of comments on that. Then we waited all the way until the evening and we were I was making periodic check-ins to sort of find out and as we did kept getting bigger and the story kept getting bigger and it kept going and going and going uh, and you saw that it was certainly enraging the fan base and you understood that um, and so you know it sort of came out so uh, a statement from the LA Galaxy came out on June 3rd. We'll read that statement for you. It said, Earlier today, the LA Galaxy were made aware of a series of racist and violent social media posts by Tia Katai, the wife of LA Galaxy midfielder Alexander Katai. The LA Galaxy strongly condemned the social posts and requested their immediate removal. The LA Galaxy stands firmly against racism of any kind, including that which suggests violence or seeks to demean the efforts of those in pursuit of racial equality. The LA Galaxy stand with communities of color and especially the black community. In, in the protests and fight against systemic racism, social inequity, uh, bigotry, and violence. The LA Galaxy will hold a meeting with Katai on Thursday, June 4th, and will determine next steps. Um, now is the time to reflect on a role in helping fight racism in our community. That was for the LA Galaxy. Um, from the LA Galaxy and that. Now, I mean, nothing surprising with that, Eric. I don't think we're going to sit there and say, oh, well, you know, <laughs> if you know anything about the history of this club, let's set the plate with this. If you know anything about the history of this club, they pride themselves on racial and social causes um, and fighting for equality and the justice within those. And that is a brand component of the L.A. Galaxy. I think we all agree that um, whether it started with Robbie Rogers 
or anybody else at that time. They have always been because they're in Southern California and because they're in California sort of on the lead, uh, you know, on the leading edge of most of these social issues. They've always been there to sort of promote that uh, that social and racial equality within the club itself. That's that's a fair statement, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I think you, you have to give credit to the organization for addressing it, because I think there there are leagues and there are teams that maybe would not have addressed it and stayed silent until, uh, you know, until something blew over with everything going on, you know, staying silent could have been an option, but to stay silent during these, these times would have been just as offensive as making the posts themselves. So they needed to address it. So I give them credit for addressing it. Um, you know, if this were is, we'll talk about what this means, uh, and, and what, what their next steps could be. And a lot of the fans, uh, drove this because I know there were fans tweeting the LA Galaxy. There were people writing their season ticket, uh, their season ticket rep- representatives. Uh, there were people trying to contact uh, front office members, and I think you had every right to to make that call. And so for the Galaxy to to make a statement, I think that was on brand for them. And you have to applaud them for saying something because uh, staying silent was uh, would would have been inappropriate. I think. And you couldn't not not within the current climate, yeah. you know, with the with the police killing of George Floyd and the protests that have, again, sweeped around the world. It's not an ability for any team or any brand. And listen, the athletic sort of, you know, hits us on the head, too. You need to sort of go and watch. But they talk about, you know, clubs that stay rather silent about this and how a lot of times the statements that come out of clubs are, are meaningless, um, that they're just corporate speak. And I'm sure everybody's gotten 20,000 emails that all say, you know, this, these separate things. And, you know, it, it's 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 a no win situation for a lot of these brands as well, Eric, because you say something and you get, you know, blamed for sort of corporate, you know, speak and you don't say anything. You get blamed for not saying anything. But at the same time, you look at brands who are able to do what they say, something like Ben and Jerry's. I know everybody looked at the Ben and Jerry's yeah. uh, sort of announcement to a, say, look, these, that, th- these are people bold. who get it. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. and so, you know, you have a chance to. And again, from the LA Galaxy, this is part of their brand and part of their culture and part of their fan base um, is is this reality of, of social and racial justice. And so the LA Galaxy had to make this statement. And they had to come out now um, that followed up pretty shortly by Alexander Katai's statement. Now, before uh, I'll read it and then let's discuss this just a little bit. Uh, This is Alexander Katai posting on Instagram. He says the post my wife, uh, the post made by my wife, Tia Katai on her social media platforms were unacceptable. These views are not ones that I share and are not tolerated in my family. Racism, particularly toward the black community, is not only prevalent in the United States and Europe, but across the globe. I strongly condemn white supremacy, racism, and violence towards people of color. Black lives matter. This is a mistake from my family, and I take full responsibility. I will ensure that my family and I take the necessary actions to learn, understand, listen, and support the black community. I understand that it will take time to earn back the support of the people of Los Angeles. I am committed to putting in the necessary work to learn from these mistakes and be a better ally and advocate for equality going forward. I am sorry for the pain these posts have caused the LA Galaxy family and all allies in the fight against racism. That was Alexander Katai on his Instagram. All right. Um, So that's where that's sort of where we had left it off. We knew the LA Galaxy were coming in. Now, the biggest thing about this post is that Alexander Katai his second and probably third language is 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 English, um, and I'm the biggest complaint I saw on in, on social media about this was there's no way that he wrote that. 
uh, and yeah. it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it has his voice, and it doesn't feel like that's something he said at all. Yeah, w- when we were messaging back and forth throughout the day before the Galaxy made any of their statements, uh, it was what What do you do? It, it wasn't one of their players who did it. Uh, so so what do you do? You know wh- what's what's the course of action? And it seemed like statement from the club, statement from the player seems to it would have checked those boxes but it did ring hollow because from our limited interactions we've seen him interviewed on his signing video uh i think Me- media day uh sophie you know for, who who covers the show one of our co-hosts said he was a man of few words you know maybe answered answered questions with one or two uh three three word sentences so from our interactions it seems like he's not necessarily a wordsmith now i will say this that's nothing against the statement itself it seems very well crafted and you know i actually have no problem with you know galaxy communications and public relations helping one of their players assisting a player who may not have great command of the language to help them you know craft craft a statement that's going to address the issues especially if they're not familiar with it but it it just didn't sound genuine for this particular player so to me uh, Again, what do you do? There's no there's there's no roadmap for this situation. But maybe you make a joint statement. If that statement would have said the Galaxy in association with Alexander Katai released the following statement, they both release it on their own pages, and then you know, okay, this didn't come from Katai, but it's with him. The other option would have been maybe he, if he did a video where it's actually the words coming out of his mouth, maybe that right. is, means a little bit more. It doesn't seem like you know you're copying someone's homework. Uh, whether you believe him or not, th- that's kind of the fans purview you know whatever you decide but at least he said the words he's on video or he's on record of, of making those state those statements and then you can move forward from there but just the way it was written posted on his own page very professionally crafted a good message but it just didn't seem genuine and i think that's where a lot of fans were scratching their heads and uh you know from from our limited interactions and especially with um chicago fires fan base kind of chiming in mentioning some of his past uh, issues that may he may have had with that club, um, you know, not participating in Pride Night, not wanting to wear the Pride armband, you know, that's all, uh, you know, there's no official statement on that, or he didn't officially come forward and say that, but these are things that fans maybe picked up or read, read in between the lines. So it didn't seem like it aligned. Now, <laughs> Alex, he does with that moving forward, we'll see. But I think the court of public opinion is, is, is it's not in his favor right now. Yeah, and so so you know this is where it gets gets to, and this is this is why the argument is so tricky. Um, if Alexander Katai had put those things on his Instagram page, we wouldn't be having this this large global it's discussion about all these things. And, and by the way, this is a global discussion because this story about Alexander Katai swept across the the country for sure. It was in People Magazine. Okay, People Magazine picked up this story. Um, which and you know you always know a story is you know salacious or timely um, whenever the local news actually picks it up as well, which is always you know sort of like oh look they paid attention in soccer they they actually paid attention to what soccer is, but obviously because of the current environment and that's something you have to put into this the current environment of what's going on around the world and what's happening if Alexander Katai put this on his Instagram he would have been fired and it wouldn't have, it would have taken all of twenty minutes it wouldn't have been a thing, but. The, the big questions sort of remain, Eric, and it's an interesting one, and it's certainly a thought experiment, and it's, it's, it's a tough one to sort of – listen, I can tell you right now I can argue this both ways. 
Um, and I know a lot of you can. Um, and and the people who are keeping it civil and having this discussion are really helping me to sort of answer questions that I have because I was like, well, what what I do, you know, the whole deal. And I had a conversation with somebody at length last night that uh, you know is 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 maybe not not related to the club, but close to the club. Let's put it that way. Um, you know the, about this and like, what would you do? Here's here's the thing, Eric. Um, should anyone get fired for something their spouse does? Um, and I, you know, I answer, I ask you, well, could you get fired if your wife posted? Uh, by the way, your wife is a lovely person. I don't want to insinuate. Uh, we could say the same thing about mine. <laughs> I, I don't. Gonna, I don't want to get anybody. I'm not trying to get anybody in yeah. trouble. <laughs> I was gonna say she. She's the one who advised me to discuss this topic because of what she does for her work is very. You know, she, this is her wheelhouse. You know, very much. You know, things like this happen. Then, and hiring, then why are we firing. talking to you? Why? Why, <laughs> yeah, why, why are we talking? We, we should have just had Melissa come in. Yeah, that made a lot more say, sense. She gave. She gave me all the information I needed. But that is something that came up: is uh, people were afraid of the slippery slope argument. Where do we draw the line? If, if you know, my grandpa who's on Facebook, uh, you know, and again, I'm not saying mine. Ones. Your grand. <laughs> yes. 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 My 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 grandfather. You know, thankfully, thankfully he he didn't uh, you know live through the Facebook era. Uh, but basically if someone's grandfather made a racist Facebook post, you know, is, is, are they culpable for it? And I understand that that's, that's not the line, but this is someone who it's their partner. It's someone they, you know, potentially were willing to commit to chose to be with, they share a life with, you know, again, now you get on the topic of marriage. Do you have to agree with your spouse on everything? No, not necessarily. But at the same time, you know, families usually have the same core values and those things get thrown around. So would I be fired for something my wife said? Probably not. But if it made the news and uh, the com- my company said, you know, you know, he, he's married to that woman who made this such and such reference, they may be right. kind of trying to find their way to not make me, uh, you know, the to put me in the front lines uh, of their employees as their, their star employee, they may want to not put me in the forefront. So you can understand a company being associated with this is enough. And when you look at galaxy has sponsors, they have, you know, a number of partners. If you go to the website and see just who they're partnered with Chevrolet, uh, you know, dignity health, uh, AEG, uh, universal studios, all these different companies. And basically he doesn't have to do it, but you're now associated. Your name is being thrown around, you know, with the LA Galaxy. And so, yes, technically he didn't do anything wrong, but kind of you're, you're guilty by association. And it's, for the Galaxy, it's it's not worth the headache, whatever legal ramifications he may have, and he may have a leg to stand on. It's worth dealing with that instead of the headache of upsetting your fans, upsetting your sponsors, uh, and and everything. All the negative aspects would would outweigh the positives. Well, I think the test case, like the the test arguments that people have been putting up to to say no, you know, it's not his fault, you can't do it, um, have been really helpful too. Um, and you know, it's it's you know your ability, I think, to think through some of these things. I said somebody somebody had a great one, and I was like, hmm, let me think about this because somebody said, well, okay, so let's say uh, your wife and not your wife, Eric, and not my wife, but let's say someone's <laughs> wife, say, and you're married. We're gonna get you're married to someone. Show. Yeah, we're yeah, getting in trouble my wife's gonna tonight be like, for sure. What what did you say? What did about you say me? nothing? I didn't. <laughs> So let's say some let's say I'm married to a woman who commits some heinous murders. All right. Now, that's not something that you want to necessarily discuss. And so somebody goes, so are you going to get fired from your job if your wife goes out and murders people? And I was like, you know, that's a really good point. Are you going to get fired for your job? And I said, well, if you knew she was a murderer, 
right? And you didn't do anything to stop her, then yes, you would lose your job. Yeah, in fact, you'd probably also go to jail if that was the case. So, you know, it's about what happens with and some, you know, I, I know the argument has been, you know, what if a family member says something? Okay, family members, that's a you're, you don't get to choose who you're related to. All right. You do get to choose most of the time for most people who you're married to. Um, and so it, it, it does take a different sort of there is a distinction between a wife saying something and your crazy cousin, you know, Joe, who, you know, doesn't like anybody and says all sorts of crazy stuff on Facebook all the time. Um, yeah, we've your all got points. Yeah, I was going to say your point, though, <laughs> about the LA Galaxy. And this is an important thing is as I as we started this with, we, we said that the, you know, the brand of the LA Galaxy is social and racial justice. I mean, it's really part of their fabric. It's part of the fan base. Um, you talk about the sponsors, you talk about all these things. It's difficult for them to even be perceived as being soft on this particular thing. And in the current climate, that's magnified to a million times. Um, so when you're trying to look at this and you're trying to figure out what the issue is and how it's coming down, it, it is absolutely a business perspective, which, you know, I'm sure people would say, you know, that should have nothing to do with it. It absolutely has something to do with it. This is a corporation. This is about money. All right. They're not looking for any of that. Um, you're absolutely right. Alexander Tai may have some great legal recourse as well. The MLSPA may fight hit any sort of dismissal if they tried to dismiss him. Now, there's ways of getting rid of him that are perfectly legal, which would be um, there could be a clause in the contract that says conduct unbecoming, you know, contract de detrimental to the club. And that could include family members. Um, and if that's the case, then they have every right to terminate his contract and say, you know, thank you very much. Have a nice day. Yeah, you, you mentioned it earlier with contract speak and with the, the players union. Some of these contract languages are vague and they're vague on purpose. Uh, and the reason for that is because you don't want to have it so locked in that if it's not by the letter of the contract, you don't have a recourse. When you say conduct detrimental to the team, which is a, I think that's pretty much par for the course for most uh, sports teams contracts, you, you, you can make the case that this is conduct detrimental to the team because of how it's affecting the fan base, it's affecting sponsorships, it's affecting ticket sales. It, you, you can make that argument um, right. with how the, how the ripple effects of this caused. There's I, this is interesting because I'm watching the chat room as this is going on too. And so RC says, you know, if you if you were a mur if your wife was a murderer and you know, would you be he said you'd be specifically arrested for aiding and abetting or an accessory rather than committing the murder yourself. But how do you aid and abet a racist without simply being a racist? Also, I mean, this goes to if you're going to marry somebody, you should have a pretty good unless this is they got married whenever they were, you know, 18 years old and their views at the time were the same and they just drifted apart slowly and slowly and slowly. In which case, I said the cleanest outcome of this would be for Alexander Katai to file for divorce. If he filed for divorce, he could stay Jeez. on the L.A. Galaxy, which is craziness. But that's that's something that you could that's sit wild. there and say that's that's a, that's a real thing. But it's not without precedent. I mean, look at George Floyd and the officer, uh, you know, who 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 murdered him. You know, that that man had a wife and that's an action that now his wife is associated with him. And so she right. did file for she divorce. And there's a whole there's a whole nother backstory and, and relations to, to other officers as well that we don't need to get into. But at the same time, that's someone who their life is now impacted by their actions of their spouse. And so that's the same thing that's happening. Obviously, I don't want to say the same thing because it's not the it's same not level, but at the, the same, same time, yes, but yeah, no. it, it's 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 the actions of the people 
who of your spouse, these things, it's a real thing and it, it, it impacts you. And so, so yeah, I, 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 it depends on which way you want to go. If you're, if you're a galaxy fan and you take that statement and you take it at face value and you say, you know what, I'm taking out of state value. I want to let the healing begin. Start moving forward. Let's make progress. Let's put this behind us. He apologized. Posts were deleted. Let's move forward. If you don't believe the statement was genuine and that they were just a reflection and that his wife has those same views, you have the right to think that as well. Because like you said, aiding and abetting a racist would essentially make you a racist as well. Uh, so, you know, if, you, if you're contacting sponsors, AG, Herbalife Nutrition, Dignity Health, American Express, all those companies that are attached to the galaxy, and you want to say, Kona I don't agree with this. Yeah, Kona Brewing. Yes. Yeah, we'll talk about that too. Uh, you know, if you want to do that, then that's your your MO as well. You vote with your wallet. And I think the galaxy saw that, you know, with, with their season ticket members when times were tough, you know, season ticket members dwindled, and they have to do something to try to get people's attention and get them back. So these, this is something where you could lose fans and you could, you know, diminish your fan base. And that's not something uh, that are you willing, are you willing to say being tangentially uh, related to Tia Katai, that what Alexander Katai brings to you on the field is worth the headache that these posts bring. I, I don't think so. And so that's another part of the conversation. And I'll say this, uh, if this were Zlatan, if this were Jonathan Dos Santos, would it be the same conversation? And I, th that's that's an interesting thing because d does the value there now on the field and off the field become a factor on whether you, or not you can part ways with them? That's 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 another unanswerable question that we'll you know we'll we'll see how it I plays mean, out. I, I mean, it's not something we we can discuss in detail here. But if you're aware of Jonathan Dos Santos and his social media escapades, you could argue that some of the stuff that he has done has been detrimental to uh, to the club. Although it's in a completely different way, and and I understand that yeah. it's really hard to compare it's the a, two. But I mean, and there there were some people calling for that as well, though. I did see people go the other direction and say that it was inappropriate from the Jonathan Dos Santos, you know, good times that he had. But to compare the two, like my said, comparing a murder to what the, yeah. it's, it's degrees. There are degrees to this, and I don't know that I. That's misrepresenting a brand to the extent that it's it's worth parting ways or, or punishing them. What Dude, and I, Jonathan yeah, Dos Santos's case. Yeah, I, I love this chat room, by the way. They're on fire. Uh, John Tierney uh, wanted to point out, uh, she goes, well, she apparently did not move to L.A., right? And that is, from what I understand, at least whenever she was making these posts, she was in Chicago, and she has been in Chicago. Um, so whether or not they're actively to See, I thought this was lining up for the divorce case, which, by the way, uh, somebody in the chat room says um, uh, said that if he divorced her, he'd buy his jersey. Like that would be, that would be a thing, you know, it was like, it was like, I, I was talking to another fan and he goes, he, he might be my favorite player then. It was like, literally like, oh, I'm married to a racist and that's not going to fly and I'm going to divorce you right now. And, and, and that would be, it, again, it's that, so that's the argument. That's the argument too. He, he just found this out last night, you, you know, yesterday <laughs> when he, he made the discovery that, you know, she may have these feelings. That's what, that's where you, that's where you, your argument loses a lot of steam is where you say, well, he didn't know. He didn't do it. Okay, so this was just sprung on him yesterday, and he had right. he had no clue. I don't know. That, that's that's hard to believe. It, it, again, Surprise, legally, I'm a racist. In yes, court, I know. In court, would I win that case? No, but you know, come on. Right. Let's, let's use a little bit of logic as well. Delmi also in the uh, in the chat room. Shout out to Delmi. Um, she says, "Hi guys, I'm going to chime in real quick. The fact that she's also a public figure, which is true, she uses Instagram as a as a business. She's an she's an influencer, I believe. Um, Aren't we it, all? To, to, 
Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> that's what I heard from you. That's what I, I. I'm surprised we haven't gotten to the fitness shakes yet. That's a, Eric got an email <laughs> saying, "We love what you do. Would you like to do these fitness shakes?" And you get it's basically yeah. it was a pyramid scheme. It was great. So um, so yeah, good stuff. Yeah, that's Eric looks. Don't genuinely yeah. follow the page. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, you. I, I told you, and I'll say this in front of everybody. It's because you look like a fitness shake. That's why it's a little little squishy. Like that's yeah, perfect. Um, I'm a good mascot. So, uh, Back to when dummy. you put Sorry. something. Yeah, yeah. Dummy says, when you put something out there, you must know it will spread like wildfire. Also, she isn't new to this business. She knows that what she says will reflect on him. She says, okay, I'll stop. Otherwise, I'll go on another rant, which I'm sure we would all enjoy, by the way. So, I mean, you know, keep it up. Chat room, again, is doing is doing doing a great job, and you guys seem to be, so far, keeping it fairly, you know, PG. I've, I've seen a couple of those swear words in there, though, so that's yeah. okay. I understand. But, it's a it's topic. So, yeah, go ahead. I will say, at the, at the top of the show, we mentioned, you know, with everything going on, is it worth doing this? But this is exactly why, because these discussions are very important right now, and, and we should be having these discussions, and I think that's why we're, we're deciding to, to give this. Yes, we have news. Yes, it's Galaxy updates, but these are discussions that are happening around the country and around the world right now, and it's important to, sh- to shine a light on them, uh, that when things like this happen, you have to whether it's a person who did it or a person who's married to someone who's, who did it, you have to recognize it as wrong and then take a stance and take action against it. I think that's we're, we're in a point in, in our in our in our country and, in, and we're just at a point in the world where you, you need to you need to go go in one direction or the other. Yeah, um, you know, and it's important to point out. I mean, Yella Van Dam had some some issues with yeah. with some of the stuff, and he was embraced by the fans. Um, you know, it's so and there's ac- some accusations, accusations were made to Zlatan as well with the players that he fouled and the players that he had his alter. Those, those allegations were thrown around as well. So again, that's why I threw that out there. If it's a different player, uh, you know, what does that mean? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. No, I'm telling you right now, if Zlatan did this, you know, and it was Zlatan's wife, people would find excuses for it and, and do it. Um, which again, it, it begs the, you know, I would imagine there would be some, it's difficult to even say that. That's probably not even the right thing to say that there would be people finding, if it happened in the current climate and the way it was, I wouldn't expect, I kind of almost, it doesn't matter who it is. Um, I, I don't. It shouldn't. Um, yeah, it shouldn't matter. It does. Um, all of this stuff shouldn't matter in terms of it's either about the message or it's not, but you have to, it, what the LA galaxy are going to do um, is going to take all of these things into effect. And I think it comes down to, you know, the sort of the simplest solution is the answer. And that's going to be that they're going to cut ties with him. Uh, <laughs> cut ties. Somebody made that joke oh, earlier wow. and I cracked Man. up and then I just said it and it reminded me of the joke. <laughs> so they're going to cut ties with him. Yes, that was, that was, I'm sorry. I apologize. That's not, um, right there's there. almost, yeah, there's almost no way outside of a legal challenge um, that I see the LA Galaxy uh, folding on this. And it is now almost 8 p.m. on Thursday. Uh, I will tell you right now, the LA Galaxy um, are trying to get a statement out. I don't think that statement's going to come out tonight. Um, there's, I'm sure there are legal things that they have to work through. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of stuff that they have to work through. Uh, but for my money, if I'm betting, the LA Galaxy find a way to um, to release, um, to pay off, to buy out. The LA Galaxy have the option. I mean, this is the legal side of things and the contract side of things we haven't talked about. Um, we talked a little bit about, you know, uh, the the um, the detrimental sort of effect on the club and if that could be a comment. And if it could, could you tie it to Alexander Katai, even though it was Tia Katai who did it? Um, that's part of it. But the other part about that is, 
MLS roster rules are a thing that you actually have to pay attention to. Um, other part about that is, you know, the buyout situation. So if the LA Galaxy wanted to buy out Katai, they could probably do that because you're allowed to buy out one player per year. But the season has already started. Would they get cap relief? We don't even know how much Katai is making. I uh, made one point three million dollars. Yeah. So I mean, it yeah, could be a ton of money. Cap- would they get cat relief? But doesn't matter. You know, right now, are they signing tons of players? Are they going to get someone new with the current situation on? Probably not. So it really doesn't matter if they have cap relief or not. I think another, uh, and sorry, sorry to cut you off, you know, get fired up about these things. Uh, the other wrinkle is the other option is if let's say legal actions tie their hands and they can't really cut ties with him. Uh, maybe front office gets involved and says, you know, he's not playing another game. He's not suiting up and being put on the field. So technically he's on your roster, but he just doesn't see the field, doesn't see uh, any action moving forward. And then you wait till the next full season to see if you could move him somewhere else or, or release the contract at a later date as well. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, if you're the LA Galaxy, I would imagine that you'd want to go after a termination for cause, which is which would allow you to get your money back, basically, and not have to pay out the contract. But it's also AEG, Eric, and they have a lot of money, even though they're not making any, they still have a lot of money, uh, you know, is is a two-year contract, which I would imagine that he signed a multi-year contract, even though the releases never said it. A one-year contract is actually pretty still rare in, in Major League Soccer. Um, the, the bottom line is that if you talk to like guys like Dennis Tocosa, uh, whenever he was talking about some of these guys, the guys who he would always mention were like you know Christian Pavone and Alex Katai. He, every time I talked to Dennis, he talked about Alex Katai. And the LA Galaxy had a, th- a front three of, you know, Pavone and Chicharito and Katai. And that's not horrible, despite the fact that Katai couldn't make it past 60 minutes in either of the two games that he played. Um, you know, it still had time to develop and do that. Um, I Again, the, in my mind, the LA Galaxy are moving on from this. They're not touching this. They're going to go away. And Alexander Katai is not going to be part of this team anymore. He's not going to be, um, you know, however they end up doing that, whether MLS just pays the money and nobody really cares. Because remember, all contracts are with MLS. I mean, this there's, there's no way that he's going to continue. And actually... Um, even today, fans were voicing their opinions. They were, like you said, they were sending, uh, you know, different uh, letters to the front office. They were talking to Chris Klein, Dennis DeClosa. I mean, there was a concerted effort to make their voices heard, and as they should. Um, there was even a protest, um, small in scale, but but large in heart. Um, there was even a protest in front of Dignity Health Sports Park uh, today as well. Um, and, uh, you know, it says, uh, no racist in our club was the sign. And it said number seven with, uh, the red cross out through it. So, uh, that wasn't happening there. Uh, I was told by the LA galaxy, by the way, that they treated their protesters with kindness, um, and that they were happy that they were there uh, sort of voicing their opinions on everything. So, yeah, um, that, that was, you know, listener of the show, Thomas went there for a blood drive today and he happened to cap- capture this photo. And w- when I mentioned Kona brewing earl- earlier, in that photo, if that photo spreads, no racists in our club, there's a big Kona Brewing, you know, sign that's yep. in the stadium that is now attached to no racists in our club. So if you're Kona Brewing and this, you know, message keeps going out, you know, that's kind of forces their hand. Do you pull your sponsorship from the galaxy because you're now associated with this? Or do you, you know, put a strongly worded email to Chris Klein and say, hey, I see this circulating. What, what's this all about? I have, you know... I doubt people at Kona Brewing are, are in. Maybe they don't. They listen to the podcast. Maybe they don't. Uh, if <laughs> if you do, send us a case. We'd we'd, we'd gladly take it. Um, yeah, but yeah, we'll we'll be th- sponsors that, for that. No problem. <laughs> that that's a factor, and I think optics 
optics are important. And especially when you're a public club and, and you, you value this, uh, you have to act swiftly. So, you know, I think the writing is on the wall as far as what's going to happen, but, um, making your voice heard like those fans did. And like those who wrote the letters, the, the other side of this, and again, you can argue both sides of this all day. I, I have been. I understand. It is when, when you when you sick the mob what when you sick the mob on someone that oh, cancel culture, when is it worthy? When is it not worthy? I think the majority of people see the things that Tia Katai did and rightfully call it out. But maybe there's something to a lesser extent. If the mob comes after you, you risk, you know, having this happen as well. So that's that's the other side of the argument. You know. Wh- you know, what what makes it go, worthy to do a protest and to make this happen? Go ahead, say something stupid during a live show and see if that mob doesn't exactly, you know, come after you make know a bad uh, tweet. Uh, uh, us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 absolutely there and it's waiting for you. And so, um, you know, I, I think you know the bottom line is uh, have love in your heart, and you usually don't have any problems. Um, yeah. You know, having said that, I see lots of people get in trouble all the time, and and they have they have love in their heart. But uh, but yeah, just you know, be nice to people. I don't know. It's sort. Of, I would say the don't be a. Um, uh huh. You know that, but gotcha. you, that's 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 important. I lo- I want everybody to explain to their kids what that means. That's why that's why I threw that in there. And don't, just just don't be, and then you won't you won't don't be, be like and, and most, don't be like Richard. That's what that's what I say. <laughs> don't be like that. I agree. Don't be like Richard. Um. So anyway, so that's no sort of you know. Out there. <laughs> yeah. Now you're gonna get that's now you're gonna have them. <laughs> See, I'm gonna you. get canceled by all the Richards. That's what that's going to happen. Um, so, you know, again, I think the LA Galaxy are going to make a strong statement on this. I think that they have to for their brand recognition and for their fan base. Um, and and that's what's going to happen. And would I think this is going to be a case study from here on out. Um, you know, I was talking before the show. And we we're saying a little bit about, you know, have there wives have gotten into social media trouble for, you know, pro professional sports players before. And I think we were, I think Steph Curry's wife was, you know, said, you know, tweeted out something or said something about, you know, the refs, you know, you screwed up the game or something like that. And I'm like, well, that would be a positive for the fan base. Like I would see that as being like the fan base would just love you more if you, if you sort of said some of that stuff. Well, Aisha, her most recent thing was talking about women being covered up. And then she made a post where she, you know, took a picture in a bikini and people took, the, those tweets that she made a couple of years ago and, and brought them to the forefront. So it's almost like nothing's safe anymore. And I will say this as someone who runs an Instagram page that follows uh, players and, you know, because it's to keep fans informed of what's going on with their favorite players, the figures that I follow are often wives and girlfriends. And so I follow those people and, and I, they're posting pictures of their significant others and, and that keeps the fans involved and let them know what's going on. So it's a way to keep that connection so they're they're very aware, and I've had some interaction with with very few. They're very aware that eyes are on them. So that earlier point that uh, you know, oh, the, the, he didn't do it. They're aware that that's part of the deal is that they are going to get eyes on them because they are connected to someone who is a public figure. Yeah, it is. Uh, so uh, again, uh, my vote, and if you're reading between the lines, is that the LA Galaxy. Um, I, I, this seems like an untenable situation for them, and I would expect that Alexander Katai gets released. Um, so that's that's my expectation uh, of what happens. Release, terminated, however the separation between the two happens, it happens. Uh, my guess is, being that it's now 8.06, and let's check to see if Josh has any text messages. No text messages from Josh. Uh, it's unlikely the statement comes out now, so it will yeah. certainly come out tomorrow. 
Um, the meeting happened. Everybody knows it happened. It happened sometime during the day. I asked if it was a, this was a morning meeting and uh, and or an afternoon meeting, and I was told that's a great question. I and I'm full of great <laughs> questions sometimes. So um, so that's sort of where uh, where it goes uh, and how it goes. Uh, by the way, uh, we're we're being shown that uh, that we were talking about basketball players just real quick, and Kevin Durant actually bought a stake in uh, in the Philadelphia Union, um, which I thought was kind of cool. So you've seen that. Um, uh, come on, Houston Rockets went to Arizona State. <laughs> James Harden, James, James Harden, Harden, thank and you. The Houston Dynamo, yeah, yeah. And, and the Houston Dynamo. That's a thing. So, like, you know, you're seeing some of these, and obviously, you have like Russell Wilson and Sierra um, putting in the part of that ownership group that that are, are controlling owners up in Seattle. Um, so you're seeing these sort of cross athletes getting involved in it. I don't know. I like it. It, it adds a little more yeah. razzle dazzle, right? You know. So um, just just some some really interesting stuff. Um, let's final thing that we have. Uh, is that the USL? Have I talked about the USL yet? I don't know. We talked about it before the show. I'm sure I did. Haven't talked about it yet. Um, the USL Championship Board of Governors voted on a return to play model as well. Um, it passed successfully. Uh, the league is expected to announce details as soon as today. That was today. We'll see probably tomorrow. But USL is coming back as well. So all those things are happening in there as it goes. So yeah, that's so what I got. Less I, you, you, less less yeah, than go lead with US with USL. That also sets the writing on the wall for post-Orlando tournament action because USL is not going to be housed in a, a quarantine bubble. They're probably going to play in their home markets, you know, probably behind closed doors or have some type of deal. So that may set the stage to after the Orlando tournament, uh, you know, MLS teams playing in their home markets as well because they are the amount of connections to MLS teams is there as well. I think the Orlando tournament was very much follow the dollar signs with ESPN and, and Disney and Orlando and making that deal work. I think that was very uh, a very big part of it. But after that, I think w- what happens with USL, uh, keep your eyes on that because that may set the tone to what happens with MLS uh, later on this year. Uh, again, we told you on Monday, it looks like uh, the pro sports in and Major League Soccer uh, sort of putting together a plan to begin playing in market in August of 2020. Um, so that's coming up for the LA Galaxy actually be playing games at Dignity Health Sports Park without fans. Um, so that's coming up as well. We should see schedule announcements. Actually, that's something that needs to sort of be planned out. But the Orlando tournament is a go. The scheduling for, for the rest of this year is a go. And whatever sort of weird mechanism that is going to happen this year and somebody's going to win a cup and you know it just we talked about it you know who would be the worst who would be the best team to win a cup you know this year probably the new york red bulls just because that everybody would get to dismiss it (laughs) and they'd finally have hardware so i thought that was hysterical when people were sort of talking about that um you know it would it would be fitting if if an l if the la galaxy won the sixth cup because you you like what are you going to talk you're going to talk some like you can't really say anything it's like build that separation right you know, at the same time, somebody said, "What happens if DC United wins the f- wins it for the fifth one yeah. this year?" And it's like, mm, mm, yeah, that one yeah. that one would hurt. So I think it's yeah. I saw and I saw a great Twitter poll, and it's it's escaping me as who put it out. But it, does the Orlando tournament matter? And one option was no, and the other option is only if the Galaxy win it. So it's either no yeah, or no, the Galaxy win. That's it. Those are the only two options. So co-sign on that. And I apologize for not catching who that was. Uh, always fun. All right. Uh, I know it wasn't exactly the most lighthearted show we've ever had. I think we got a couple zingers in there, though. So, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about everything. Um, yeah. You know, I want everybody to be safe out there. Uh, I, I was serious about, you know, have love in your heart out there right now. And I think that's the best sort of answer to all these questions. Um, and I would just like to say, Eric, not only do I love you, 
Uh, but I love all of our listeners um, and you guys have all been great. And I've been getting some great DMS and some messages and stuff like that. And, you know, for, for a tough time of the, of the year and 2020 has been the longest year ever in the history of years. feels like a decade. What a decade 2020 has been. Um, it, it feels, uh, you know, it it feels good to know that there's still some really good people out there in galaxy land. So, um, it'll, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what the rest of this year holds. Uh, we're almost, are we halfway through? We're almost, we're basically halfway through. Good job, everybody. We've made it halfway through through 2020. (laughs) Woo. Woo. Uh, anything else, Eric, uh, you want to get to before we, uh, we get on out of here? No, I think we're good to go. All right, Eric, tell people where they can find you. Let's go. All right, you can find me on Twitter at GAS Hammer. You could also follow me on Instagram at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P R O F O U L. All right, if you're looking for me on uh, Twitter, it's at JGESMAN, J G U E S M A N, and of course at Galaxy Podcast. CornerTheGalaxy.com articles, and we will update on the Katai situation as soon as we have any updates. Check your text messages one more time. No. Nope, sorry. Thought maybe we could squeeze it in. Not going to happen. All right, cornerofthegalaxy.com is where you can find all of our stuff. Uh, Again, everybody stay safe. Uh, Be healthy. Still a pandemic going on. Uh, Wear your mask. Uh, Say hi to your family for me. Uh, For Mr. Eric the Portuguese Hammer, Vieira, I'm Josh Pato Guessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.